Hello, Andres. Hello, Hugo. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Watch Ando Movies. Right? Where we watch Ando mm-hmm. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a while. Apparently, 300 more of you listened to since March. Really? We have 1,300 listens. All right. You know, I always wonder if we had started out with this podcast name first, we probably would have cultivated some sort of fan base. But then I would have been canceled on Twitter. <laughs> Eventually, because I was using Twitter so much. Um, nah, man, your Twitter would have definitely gotten us more views. Man, oh, God, that would have been a nightmare for me. <laughs> Um, that would have been great. You know, I, we got more views post me deleting my Twitter and pre like before I made that Twitter public and after I deleted it. <laughs> That's when we got the most views. Everything, like, uh. yeah. So obviously that means stay away from Twitter. Yeah. No, nah, it means you gotta make another Twitter so you can delete it again so you can get that bump again. Bump, bump, bump. Um, yeah, we're doing a director series. We were doing a director series. This is like the second incarnation of this podcast. Maybe third. <laughs> and it's the yeah. fourth one overall when we had a different podcast. Um, do you remember the format of the old podcast? Um, there was no format. It was politics, yeah. movies, movies. <laughs> and then free talk. Yeah. It was news, and then we did like a review or a topic, and then we talked about what was going on in our lives. And then uh, that was much a loose a loose podcast, and then we had a, a much more structured podcast. When uh, originally it was just Jasmine. I ever told you how that podcast came to be? No. Uh, so and the old podcast we were talking about the Oscars, and we were talking about all the Oscars through the 2010s every year, all the movies. And then uh, I liked the back and forth me and Jasmine had, um, because I'd be like, "You should watch this movie." And she'd be like, I haven't seen any of these movies. And I was like, huh. And then I got an idea. I should make her watch these <laughs> movies. Um, that's how it came up. Um, and then recently you made a letterbox. I did. And uh, you don't really have much going on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I started the podcast with Jasmine, because she didn't have much going on. Um, and I realized you didn't watch that many. You haven't, you haven't really watched that many movies. Yeah, my number's not that high right now. And I always thought, I always thought you'd be like higher, you know, like Jasmine. Obviously, she's watched like half the movies you have. She's got like two hundred. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, yeah. And I'm a, a genius. <laughs> I have over two thousand movies on Letterboxd. I at least have like seven hundred right now. That's respectable. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, and you know I'm missing a few so it could go up a little more we'll see and I've watched more movies I've watched like a thousand more movies since we started podcasting probably a thousand plus man and I feel I don't feel that much more enlightened (laughs) I think if you asked me a month ago I'd be like yeah I feel more I feel more uh, informed about movies but now I'm just like what changed I just thought (laughs) I don't know I think (laughs) when I was watching a bunch of classics in a row and I just kind of burnt out on that. Mm. And I started watching shitty horror movies and stuff. Which is what you do, right? That's what I do, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now I don't feel that um, great about it. What are we talking about? Anyways, <laughs> we had a director series uh, where we talk about three films from each director. 
randomly chosen. We're doing our first woman, uh, Sofia Coppola. You know Sofia Coppola? I know of her. Um, how much do you know about her? Her dad did movies too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know who he is? No. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, I don't know who he is. He directed the Godfather movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he directed uh, Apocalypse Now. I don't know if you... Have you seen Apocalypse Now? No. Uh, have you heard of it though? No. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard the title before. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. That's like uh, an epic sort of war story with Martin Sheen, which had a terrible production. Anyways, <laughs> um, what else has he done? He's done a lot of stuff. And uh, you Coppola, obviously through nepotism, started an, an acting career. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever seen her. You know, if you know how she looked like. I do not. Uh, famously, she was a, a baby in the first Godfather, where she gets baptized. <laughs> <laughs> and even more famously or infamously, she had a part in the Godfather Part Three. Have you seen Part Three? Yeah. Not in a while, though. So, um, and she plays Michael's daughter. She plays the character, in it, and she's considered like the worst part of the movie. And she got so much shit for because she couldn't act, and uh, people were like, "You made this movie not be as good as the other ones. You're the reason." But nepotism is so bad because you're untalented and blah blah blah. And then she ended her acting career right then and there. She was like maybe like twenty at the time, uh, and she she only did it because her dad asked her to, because Winona Ryder was supposed to be in that movie, and she dropped out. So she just came in to help her dad, and then she got all this. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so she quit acting. She did her own thing. Um, there's not much to talk about her life because it's not like she had a struggle. But she like she said she wasn't really that interested in film until like 1998 when she made the short film, and then that's when it was like yeah, I want to direct a movie. So then she decided to direct her first feature film in 1999. Uh, she has a long list of family members. Do you know who Coppolas are? Famous Coppolas? No. You know her first cousins include Jason Schwartzman, who is in Wes Anderson movies. He's like in. Uh, he was uh, Rushmore. He was the main character in Rushmore. Um, he's a short guy. He's a short guy, yeah. Yeah, I know him. And uh, Nicolas Cage is her cousin. Really? Nicolas Cage's original name, I don't know. But it's his last name is actually Coppola. But he changed it to Cage. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Do you think he did that so they wouldn't make these connections to his family and he could probably, do his own thing? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, so her, her first feature film is the one that we're watching today. So, Andres, I ask you to introduce this movie to lead to, lead to a trailer clip. What are we watching today? The Virgin Suicides. So much has been said about the girls over the years. Those girls have a bright future ahead of them. But we have never found an answer. Her act was a cry for help. I heard it was an accident. Even then, as teenagers, we tried to put the pieces together. We still can't. We got a full tank of gas. We'll take you anywhere you want to go. About time. We've been waiting for you guys. Spoilers, of course. All right, so this is written and directed by Sofia Coppola. I guess she was like in her 20s, early 20s when she directed this. Of course, I mean, it's like she had problems funding this movie. Because her dad um, 
<laughs> her dad directed one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Um, it's based on a novel by Jeffrey Eugenides. And it stars James Woods, who is a dad. We know him from Family Guy. Stars? Is he like the main character? No. I mean, it's just... Je- I'm going to list a bunch of names. It's an <laughs> ensemble piece, so there's no like lead, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it has it, it includes James Woods. I don't know where he's from, really. I just <laughs> um, I just remember googling him one uh, uh, googling this movie and being like, oh, he's in this. That's how he looks like. Because in my mind, he's a cartoon character. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, uh, Kathleen Turner, who's the mom. Do you know who that is? I, I know the name. Um, she was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. She is the voice of Jessica Rabbit. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Why is that weird? <laughs> I don't know. I guess coming from this to that. Weird. Because it's a smaller movie? No, just the uh, the characters. Oh, uh, okay. More like... Uh, yeah, I, I see what Contra- you mean. Contradictions, yeah. I guess. Um, now, she was, in, she was recently in the Kaminsky Method. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't even heard Where of she, that. She's old. It's a good TV show about being old. It, it gets depressing as you get older. Nice. I don't want it. Um... Uh, A.J. Cook it was listed in the Wikipedia list. That's one of the sisters. No idea. <laughs> I don't know which one. Uh, Kirst- Kirsten Dunst. Not Kristen Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Who we know from... I've been saying it wrong my whole life, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's not Kristen. <laughs> it's Kirsten. Which is annoying, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I personally would have said she's the star. Yeah. I feel like she has the most she has a lot of prominent focus. role. Yeah. Because yeah. like all the other sisters sort of fall to the side. I don't even know which of the sisters <laughs> are who. They're kind of interchangeable. Yeah. And she has she has like a really starring role. She plays a 14-year-old. I think she was like 17 when she played this. Um, uh, very good job. I'd say that. I think this might have been her first lead role, really. Um, and then she did Spider-Man. This came out in 1999. Uh, I should probably say, yeah, I have that. But um, when did Spider-Man come out? Like 2001, 2002? So. so either she's like wearing massive heels in Spider-Man or she <laughs> had a, an, an insane growth spurt where she went from like this short little girl to like this <laughs> tall, tall woman. It's really odd. Maybe it's just camera angles to make her look younger and she was already that tall. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at 17, you've kind of already reached your final high, right? Yeah. Usually, I would assume so. Maybe they just got like, I don't know. No idea. <laughs> she's probably wearing heels in Spider-Man, right? I yeah. Don't re- I don't remember what she's wearing in that movie, but... Because she's taller than Tobey Maguire. Is she? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> um, and Josh Hartnett, who plays uh, Trip. The main love interest for uh, Kirsten Dunst. And I remember I Googled him and I was like, oh, he was in this thing. And I can't remember what he was in. Pearl no, Harbor? Pearl Harbor, yeah. That's probably where... Halloween H2O? Oh, my God. You've seen that? No, I haven't. <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> no, I've heard that one's real bad. Um, it premiered at the 1999 Con Film Festival. You remember the Con Film Festival? Yes. It just recently happened. Well, in May. Happens in the summer. It's in France. And it premiered 
it don't it, it didn't premiere in the U.S. until April twenty one two thousand. So it premiered a year after it was at the Cannes Film Festival. Meaning Spider Man came out like a year, two years after this, <laughs> which is still insane. Yeah. She went from playing a fourteen year old to being like a. Well, I guess they're she in is. high school. Yeah, Spider Man. But I mean, they're like older. They're like. Seniors? Old, yeah, but they're like played by 30-year-olds <laughs> and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Anyways, that's all I really know Kirsten Dunst from. You know her from Melancholia? I guess, have you seen Melancholia? No. I recently watched a cheerleading movie with her, though. Oh, bring it on. <laughs> She's in the... I haven't seen that. I recently saw it. I think if you didn't... I don't know. What else is she in? No idea. Uh. Probably like a lot of like those types of like bring it on and yeah uh but i never really watched those type of movies because i was a boy <laughs> when i when they, when they were coming out i was like oh those are for girls <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna watch sweeney todd i don't know what the hell i was watching at the time um yeah it has a 76 on metacritic um do you know metacritic yeah, like do i know of it yeah yeah it, it, it has i think most people know it for its video game stuff yeah, that's why I used to use it for. Yeah, because that's the only website where they track video game reviews. Um, I, I, I used to use Rotten Tomatoes. What happened? I'm not going to use Rotten Tomatoes anymore because I got tired of going through the reviews for each movie and then seeing like 30 reviews, 40, 50 reviews from weird websites that were like, Bob goes to the movies or Sarah versus cinema or whatever. And it's like, I don't care what these people, <laughs> <laughs> I want like legitimate film critics. And also like a lot of them, like what convinced me was during the Crimson Peak review that we had. It was like, I remember that score being different. I remember it being received differently than it was today. And it's like, I want it to be representative of what it was at the time not what like revisionist sort of like now what is viewed there doesn't metacritic try to take an average of every single review though yes and uh is they that? they don't have they haven't revealed their formula but uh they, they it's an av- it's generally an average of them but they uh weight reviews from like the new york times and uh the hollywood reporter and stuff they weigh those more than like websites that they include like I don't know like Screen Rant or um, don't know uh, Polygon I guess. Okay, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, they, they only allow reviews from like a few pub like maybe fifty publications, um, so it's much more tighter. It's not because Rotten Tomatoes at some point in the last three years they lowered their standard to what it means to be a critic on Rotten Tomatoes. And, we, and then we got a bunch of stuff. That's when we started getting, like, even more YouTubers. And, and that's that's, that's when I, yeah. Mm. No. We're done with Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And it entered the Criterion Collection in 2018. You know the Criterion Collection, right? Yeah. That's a sort of special sign <laughs> that they think your movie is um, worth keeping. Uh, and Roger Ebert reviewed the the movie. You know Roger Ebert, right? Have we talked about him before? Yeah, he's a critic. He had a TV show. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Anyways, he says Coppola has the courage 
to play it in a minor key. She doesn't hammer. She doesn't hammer home ideas and interpretations. She is content with the air of mystery and loss that ha- that uh, uh, <laughs> like something in the air, something in the air like <laughs> bitter poignancy that hangs in the air like bitter poignancy. Read that <laughs> over. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Coppola has the courage to play it in a minor key. She doesn't hammer home ideas and interpretations. She is content with the air of mystery and loss that hangs in the air like bitter poignancy. Nice. Beautiful words. Um, well said. Yeah. So, Andres, did you have any expectations for this movie? Did you know about this movie at all before I told you? Nope. And when I first like looked at the poster, I thought it looked kind of cheesy. <laughs> and I was like... Isn't that just Kristen Dunst's face? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying her face looks cheesy? Not necessarily, but I feel like I, I like think of her face and immediately think of cheesy movies. Like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Love Spider-Man. But it is very cheesy. But like from we, the start, yeah. it immediately was like, oh, okay, this, this, this isn't is going to be... a cheesy this, movie. Yeah. You thought it was going to be like... Um, I don't know. What's the, like, have you seen the Duff? I've seen, yeah, I've seen the Duff. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's sort of like coming of age. Yeah, but with like, a more joking tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of thought, yeah, something like that. Um, and it's not that. So uh, what did you think of it? What did you, what do you, did you like it? I really liked it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. What did you like about it? Um, I think a big part of it is that recently I've been watching really bad Horror movies. Horror movies. And this was like, just like really bad horror movies. <laughs> like stuff on <laughs> randomly on Netflix and on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. And this was like a this was like, oh hey, this is what a real good movie <laughs> is again. <laughs> this is what a real movie feels like. Um Yeah. Um I liked it a lot too. I I gave it a high score when I reviewed it on letter I didn't review it on Letterboxd. <laughs> I gave it a score on Letterboxd. Um this is like the third, fourth Sofia Coppola movie I've ever seen. Is it the first Sofia Coppola movie you've seen? Yeah. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch... Um, Lost in Translation. Yeah, I've had that downloaded on my computer yeah. well, since I was in high school. We're going to watch it. Since nice. you were in high school. I think so. You've had the same computer? No, you but had I've had... Hard drive. Yeah. Not the same hard drive, but I've had... Transfers. Yeah. Interesting. I've had movies I've had downloaded for years. You know, I have a, lot of, I have a laptop from high school that I downloaded a bunch that I never got to. Those are just gone, so I don't nice. even know what movies I was <laughs> intending to watch. Um, I don't really don't know. I don't remember what we used to talk about, but <laughs> I will say this. Um, do you know who the narrator was? No. This voice sound familiar at all? It's, it, I kind of felt like I heard him before, but I can't tell you who it sounded like. His name is Giovanni Revici. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, it's, I think he's Italian. Sofia Coppola is <laughs> Italian, by the way. I, I, it's very. I think that's obvious from the Godfather. The Godfather, <laughs> um, um, the most Italian movie ever made. Uh, but yeah, Giovanni Ribicci, he uh, was in Avatar. He was like, we need to get more un- unobtainium. You remember that? See the bad guy? Yes. Okay. He's also, he's also the bad guy in Ted. I don't know if you've ever seen Ted. No. You haven't seen Ted? No. You don't like Seth MacFarlane? 
It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. He's pretty good in it. He's really good in it. He's really funny. He's uh, he's also in Friends. You've seen Friends, right? Yeah. Um, he's Phoebe's brother, who has sex with his teacher, and like get, and like he's trying to get her pregnant, and then uh, the teacher can't get pregnant. So then Phoebe. Becomes oh. The, uh, the, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what the teacher or the brother looked like, but I remember yeah. that story plot. The teacher's Kitty from that '70s show. Is she? Yeah. I don't remember that either. <laughs> when was the last right. time you watched that show? Friends. Yeah. I guess it's been a while. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, he's great. He's friends with Sofia Coppola. Oh, I, f- I forgot to mention one thing. But she married. She was married to Spike Jones, who uh, directed her, wrote and directed her. And then we'll talk more about their relationship in the next movie. Because Lost in Translation was really about the divorce, right? Uh, yeah. And her <laughs> was really about his side of the divorce. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you could tell who was more um, emotionally affected by, by it. Nice. Uh, poor, poor Spectrum. <laughs> um, yeah, did you have a favorite scene? <laughs> um, you know, probably the... Is it Homecoming? Is it Prom? It's one of those. Yeah, Homecoming, I think. Homecoming? Homecoming. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's really <laughs> cool. They, re- yeah. I've, this movie really captured this feeling oh, that yeah. I don't, I never experienced as a, as a teenager. So I don't know. What do you mean? This feeling of, um, I don't know, like being homecoming king. That moment, I felt like it felt really grand in this movie. I feel like that's how a kid feels. Really, about it. Yeah. You know, I was gonna ask you. Do you think this is an accurate portrayal of, like, young teenagers? I think so. Like... It's been a while since you've been... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been a kid in a while, man. That's but, <laughs> like, so these these are teenagers in a very specific setting, though. They're, they're very, yeah. um... White. Entrapped yeah. in this household. And I feel like it feels very accurate of how like, those teenagers are just trying to live their life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, they, and they're not allowed to. The sort of, like, how... Well, the parents are strict. They're crazy strict. Yeah. And um, it sort of feels like the end of the world for them if they can't talk, t- if they can't talk to other people. Yeah. Which I guess some people would say, oh, that's just dumb, sort of teenage stuff. Uh, but this movie treats it as like, no, this is this is their life, and it is very serious for them. Yeah, that was even the line kind of addressing that very early on. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the little girls like. You've you never have, been a yeah, old girl. Yeah. yeah, when when she was trying to kill herself. Yeah. And that's kind of jokey. But then it's like, oh, like the rest of the movie is more like it's taking it. It's taking their feelings like seriously. And yeah. Taking, yeah. Um, I will say the sort of... What decade do you think this take, took place, by the way? Like in the 90s? No. No? Apparently it's in the 70s. I feel like... I never got that, though. Yeah. I feel like... It feels timeless. Yeah, yeah, so. that is that. I mean, they play records. Oh, yeah, huh? But, I guess so. <laughs> um, it's not like records were rare in the 90s. The 90s were, you know. Hipsters listen to records to this day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were just a family of hipsters. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, there's this sense of, like, timelessness. And there's 
uh, like a sort of dreamlike quality to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the flashbacks that they had, I would say, uh, without the uh, homecoming scene, uh, I would say my favorite scene is when they're reading her diary. The trees like lungs filling with air. My sister, the mean one, pulling my hair. And then they start like having these flashbacks, or maybe like they're imagining what her life is like. Mm. And I thought that was like that looked really like dreamy and very like um, I don't know how to I don't know what word I'm looking for, like. I don't know. Just like it's sort of emotional, you know. It's, it sort of feels like how emotions. It looks like how emotions feel. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's kind of the ballpark of what I'm going for. So I feel like visually, it reminds me a lot of Twilight, and I think what? it's because <laughs> I think it's because the, the original Twilight because of the blue tint yeah. it has. Yeah, that's yeah because it's either blue or yellow. Yeah, I don't know if there's any meaning to it. You know, I don't know. Because it's blue, like, so she, she uh, Lux, Kirsten Dunst, has sex with the guy. Uh, I'm assuming that's her first time because of the... The title? The title. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then he leaves her? Yeah. That was messed <laughs> up, huh? Just yeah. right there in the field. They yeah. even try waking her up? No. What no. the heck, man? Um, I think, what do you think that was? So, like, there's, like, parts where they're interviewing the older guy. Yeah, the older guy. And he's, and he's talking about how he was so in love with her and he's never felt that feeling again. I don't think he was in love with her. <laughs> no, I don't like, think he's just going to leave her like that. Pretty sure it was just a teenage boy, you know, trying try to score. Yeah. Well, ob- like, obviously, in the beginning, he's all, like, she was ignoring me. She didn't even want to look at me. Yeah. So that was, like, oh, how can I... Um uh, conquest this and as soon as he did as as it was, he did, it was he over bored, yeah, yeah he, he got what he wanted um and he um i guess he's an alcoholic is that what that was i don't know they said it's time he for your group meeting, meeting yeah i just oh. assumed it was alcoholism he had like oh. a cup of coffee you know i've never been to an AA meeting i thought they were gonna show that all of them are in this group together trying to recover but then it was like would it, it be that traumatic and that guy didn't even see the suicides in the end, so I don't know. Yeah, he wasn't there, right? Yeah. yeah. He talks about how that night was the last time he ever saw her. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know what that was about. I thought that was going to be a, a little more into <laughs> it later on, and then they should yeah. never bring him up back. Yeah. Um, anyways, after that scene, it's sort of all in blue. And I think the argument could be blue, sadness, you know. But then there's like a, a scene before that when they're shopping for prom dresses. And that's also in blue. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's just that sort of, um, I don't know, yellow and blue. Maybe it's the prom dress shopping is sad, though, because they clearly, like, say that they wanted these cool patterns and stuff. But the mom just made all the dresses the same and made them loose and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, the narrator says it doesn't matter what the pattern was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so is that why like, that part's them. blue? Maybe. I guess. Maybe they're a little sad about it, but it's at the end of the day, they didn't look sad at all. It doesn't so. look like a great store either. Kind of looks like a secondhand store. Yeah. Even though the parents are rich. Yeah. Like everyone <laughs> is rich here. Every in that neighborhood is rich. Yeah. Um, and there's, uh, there's a little boy there 
I was gonna say his name is Robert Schwartzman. Was I guess Jason Schwartzman's brother? The little kid? Yeah. Which no, one? He's, he has his hair slicked back. Oh, okay. He looks the one that looks real Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he looks. He kind of looks like his brother. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's nepotism. <laughs> Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> the blue, the dresses. Dresses. Yeah, and, and they all look like sort of just they're just white, like straight down yeah yeah very basic kind of like just gowns and i i don't go to like many dances when i was in high school i don't know if you did not really no but i I think the girls like would dress up more colorful and they had more like bigger sort of like you know it was more bouncier i don't know i don't know (laughs) anything about dresses but it was poofier and stuff you know like they were trying to stick out yeah um and those felt like secondhand wedding dresses (laughs) (laughs) Um, so let me just make this little connection that doesn't really matter before I watched this movie I watched a movie called Pure on Hulu and it's part of their Into the Dark series I don't really recommend those that series it's boring the Jason Blum series Mm, are they I don't think so and he's gone but Pure is about a purity ball Mm. so everyone's wearing white dresses and it kind of reminded me of that look like they're all because the mom kind of seems like very very crazy so she was trying to do a pure purity <laughs> yeah. ball look on purpose it's not sad but it they're probably really religious right yeah um and that's sort of like i guess when you talk about cults like when when the daughter stays out the whole night when she comes back the mom makes her burn her her records all her rock and roll records <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And i feel like that's a very christian that's thing very to do christian like thing. that's burning rock books. and rolls the the devil yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. um I was at, like cults also wear a lot of whites. I feel like wasn't uh, there like that cult that drank Kool Aid and yeah, themselves? they wore they were wearing white or something. Yeah. Um, uh, the first girl, uh, she, so she tried to kill herself in the beginning. She failed. She's still alive. Excuse me. <laughs> and then uh, Danny DeVito's like, she needs to interact with boys her own age. So they throw her a party. That's a very awkward party. <laughs> It is yeah. very but weird. It's very, it is very like, I will, I don't know. I don't want to give myself kudos, but when I was an older teenager, I don't, I don't think I was that socially awkward. <laughs> um, but when I was like 13, 14, yeah, like that's, that's how it feels like. That's how, that's how like 14 year olds talk to each other, right? Yeah. It's like, they're like learning that they like girls and stuff and um, it feels very real. And I guess there's a there's a Down syndrome kid, and they start making fun of him. You know, at first I thought they're making fun of him. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's mean spirited. It kind of well, seems like they're hyping them up, and he's yeah. happy. He's enjoying Initially, it. Initially, it was like they were making fun of him. I think because they're like, "Look, scratch his chin, and his ears wiggle." Um, but then they're like, "He's actually having a conversation." Because they make him sing a song that's like silly. And then, like, a kid is actually having, like, oh, where'd you learn that song from? Oh, your parents, they sang it to you? Yeah. But then, like, she sees that, and she's like, wow, these people suck. <laughs> I guess. Is that the is that what, is that what made her do it? <laughs> I think so. They're like, wow, these people suck. I don't want to hang out with them. They're the only people available to hang out with. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and she falls out of the... That's what I always thought. Because she, like, leaves the party as soon as she's yeah. there, right? I feel like... That's not what I thought. I thought for her, it was just too late. Her mind was already set. Because she had already attempted 
they tried giving her this party to cheer her up, but she's already so set on so the idea it's going to happen. She's like, all right, let's just go do it now. Well, I mean, her parents eventually, like, reversed all of that anyway. So it was like, I guess she just knew mm, that her parents were, like, trying hard and that that was not going to keep up. And Maybe she knew it was just an act, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, 13. It's young, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess in the Rorschach test, you know the Rorschach test Danny DeVito gives her? Yeah. She's saying, like, banana and, like, stuff that's, I guess... I think we're supposed to see that, oh, that's not what a depressed person would see in a Rorschach. Like, I think a depressed person would see, like, monsters or, like, a dead thing or mm. bats or whatever. Uh, and that's when Danny was like, she's not depressed. Maybe she was depressed. In a Rorschach test, is flawed. Who knows? I never had one. Did you try to see what you saw in this? Yeah. I couldn't come up with anything. I feel like if I had that test... So it's cool because when she said banana, the thing I was picturing was actually a bat. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that looks like a Batman symbol. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think... And like for a lot of the stuff, I couldn't... I'd be like... It's like, just the flaw, the man. Blob, man. <laughs> what am I supposed to see in this? <laughs> um, I guess one was supposed to be like a butterfly huh. but, or a dog. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah, I, have just, I just have here elements because we usually have a structured... Yeah. Program. But you don't like structure, I feel like, right? <laughs> I don't think it's bad. <laughs> um, so that's why I kind of got rid of it. What do you think about the performances? I think they're all good. They do feel 90s, though. What do you mean? Like, I feel like when I think of movies back then, a lot of them, the actors just kind of, like, blend into me for some reason. I don't know what it is. You what? What do you? What do you? I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> like, like back like, in the nineties, when people made movies, all the actors acted the exact same way. Maybe it's just the movies I was watching. Like, uh, uh, give me an example here. I don't know. <laughs> What's the ninety movies I've seen? Is it like a theater kid, so like a Disney Channel sort of thing? Huh. Maybe a little bit. Mm. I mean, I kind of got that, but I think it's just cause that's just prominent in like young actors. Yeah, maybe general. that's it then. Cause, cause these kids, to me, felt like they were, uh, they were um, not aware of how serious the movie is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can kind of. I think Kristen Dunst knows. Yeah. She was she, seventeen. I could tell with her. Yeah, yeah. She did. But like the rest of the kids. Like the boys. Yeah. I guess maybe they're not supposed to be depressed, though. You know, because yeah. even they say like, oh, the girls are. They know about death and life and we're just fucking around and yeah. trying to kiss girls or whatever. Yeah, so maybe it's intentional. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> what about the adults? I think the adults are all good. I like the dad a lot. He's What's very likable. Yeah. Is he? He goes crazy at some point, right? No. The dad? Really? Yeah. He starts talking to like a plant and then they fire him, right? Did he get fired? He did get fired, yeah. Man. I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't know. I think it was going crazy. I did think he was sad. He was talking to those plants, and then the teachers, not the teacher, I think he's the principal or something. He's yeah, like, yeah. hey, your kids have been gone <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah. And he's like, did you look out back? I feel like the dad is normal. I, f- yeah. I feel like the dad. And the, the mom is the, the one, crazy, crazy one. one yeah. And I feel like the dad is just kind of in a situation where he doesn't, he doesn't have the power to do anything. So when they asked him where his kids were, he can't be like, oh, yeah, crazy wife pulled them out. <laughs> 
yeah. so that's why he's just kind of like yeah did you look because he was very um because there was a trip he goes to see tv at their house yeah. and then the mom is sitting in between them she's obviously like the ones like oh boys are you know and then she ended up being right but <laughs> but she's she's sitting there and then uh she goes she tells the husband like hey isn't it too late he goes what he just and like oh okay i see what you want me to yeah. do. you want me to kick him out because uh, you're uncomfortable with him being here i guess um and then when trip is that his name trip tip trip the one with the long yeah the main one the is main his name trip interest. trip all yeah. right and then when trip goes ask the dad for permission to take her out to the dance he goes, yeah. The dad is like, I gotta check with the wife though. But like yeah. to me, it's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. And I and like at first I was kind of thinking like, is he kind of just bullshitting right now? But I do think he's being very genuine <laughs> yeah. to him. He's like, he does want his daughters to, to have, have a normal, a normal life. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's another thing. He gets three random guys to ask out the other three. Yeah. And they're like, they're just gonna pawn us off. Yeah. And I mean, but they don't care. Cause they they just got they had a good time, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't Trip supposed to be a senior or something? I think so. He's older, right? Why is he so obsessed with the fourteen-year-old girl? That's so. I think (laughs) I don't know if this is true for every guy out in the world, Uh but definitely I've seen something with high school boys. They do have this idea of if she's a virgin. Oh yeah, it's it's a little better. Like they want to be the first one in, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never had so that I, idea. Yeah, I've always been like, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of virginity is just weird. Um, I'm not gonna go into details, but yeah, I've never understood that. But it's like that's like something about high schools. You have 14 year olds, and then you have like 18 year olds. Yeah, that's a very like. That's a stark difference of, of someone. And they do date. And they it do date. Happen. And it's so weird. <laughs> um, I think someone got arrested once. <laughs> I think what? Mul- like me, multiple people have gotten arrested. But I've, I read something about someone getting arrested. I was like a woman dating. Uh, she was 18, 19, dating a 14-year-old freshman. Huh. And, and then she got arrested as a sex offender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that <laughs> fucking happens. But you know, I guess th- I guess the girls feel special. That's always been, that's a problem in high school. Is yeah, the girls were like an like older this guys. older guy yeah. must think I'm special. Like why is he, why else is he going yeah. after me? But, yeah. You know, yeah, they they're they're aware of that. <laughs> uh, we strayed too far <laughs> from the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we could talk about. The music. There we go. The music. <laughs> did you did, did you what you think about the music? There's a soundtrack to this. Yeah. You didn't pay attention no. to it? No. <laughs> it's a lot of 70s rock. So if I knew 70s rock, I'd be able to tell you this yeah. is supposed do, to be in the 70s. Like 70s I, don't, I don't know 70s I rock. Say, I well, 70s rock has always been like a thing where like, I don't listen to popular music. <laughs> I listen to real music. Yeah. Back from the 70s. Um, so, so that was never me. <laughs> so I don't really know a that, lot of 70s. So, yeah. I mean, 70s to me, that music is always like, anyone listens to it? That that was never like, oh, it's music from the 70s, of course. Uh, it takes yeah. place in the 70s. Um, that being said, I like the soundtrack to this. Like the Homecoming sequence, the, the, the song they play for that. I like the song for that. Yeah. I like the when they start calling each other. And, and they're showing each other music? Yeah, 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 I like that a lot. I thought that yeah. was really sweet. Yeah. 
until <laughs> until what happens until what happens. happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, the the boys go in. They they um, find the girls. They're all dead. Um, the first time you ever watched this, were you surprised they all killed each other? No, I mean I was expecting it because <laughs> of the title. Um, but I, I I was surprised that they didn't show it, and I was surprised that it sort of seemed it seemed like they were getting better. And it seemed like they weren't getting like they were um, they they were getting out of the depression. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're we're leaving the house or whatever. Um, and then they were imagining about you know, going on a road trip. And then they just I don't know like it's, it's like why do they call the boys over? Over is find them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe they just wanted someone to be like yeah. And they killed themselves. <laughs> someone put their head in the oven. Yeah, that's intense. And then Kristen Dunst left the car on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What you? Th- how'd you feel about that thing? It it surprised me. Like I did think everyone was gonna kill themselves. So at the very beginning of the movie, the narrator says that the little girl was the first one. Mm-hmm. So well, from that point on, I thought, all right, there's gonna be a movie of all of them killing themselves one, one by, by one. one. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, as the movie kept going on, I completely forgot that he had said <laughs> yeah. that. And things were looking up for them that I thought they weren't going to do it. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was just going to be her, and then and then the story was going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe they realized, even if we, like, uh, rebel, they're just going to get punished eventually anyways. Like, what the hell are they going to do? Like, leave the house? What, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah. Um... So I think they're just like, yeah, we can't take any more of this extreme sort of like, you can't leave the house at all. Even though, yeah. And then she starts having sex with people on the rooftop. Yeah. That was weird. Was that a pizza guy? No, it was a fast food guy. Just, okay. It was a burger guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's That That was the, that was the weird part. For me. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Like you can't even take him inside. <laughs> um you know i mean there's something about this because it is technically a memory this is being told through a memory yeah of some guy like telling the story so maybe like a lot of this is kind of like maybe that didn't really happen yeah that was just kids imagining kids imagining so like oh man what if she what if she's so promiscuous Uh uh-huh um maybe some other stuff too like maybe i don't know like maybe they dramatize a lot of stuff um that wasn't the case i don't know it's interesting to think about that sort of narrative and yeah. I, I mean that's why a lot of it feels like dreams and sort of feels like uh more like uh they're just telling it from the perspective of how they felt rather than of, of just events taking place and it would explain the weird party at the end. Yeah, so why? Who would know. do something like that? What, what, what was it a party for? I don't know what the party was for, but it was a party kind of like making fun of these girls to kill themselves. I don't know. It's There's something in the air, right? Like there's something, like there was smoke or something. Was it like uh, pollution? I don't know. <laughs> no, it was it was a theme party, and and the the smoke and the gas mask was like poking fun of. Was it? 
Yeah, they they have <laughs> lines about that, don't they? I'm I don't pretty know. sure they had a line saying that the part. I don't think they say they were making fun of them. Just that they had this party themed around the girl's suicide, and that's why they had the smoke and the gas and um, the gas mask. Yeah, and I don't know if that doesn't seem like something. That doesn't seem like something anyone would <laughs> anyone actually would do. do. So yeah. what the heck? Like, who would wear a gas mask to a party? Really? <laughs> um, that yeah. I mean that that seems more like because they said the adults just moved on. Mm. And they didn't seem that troubled because because it was it was their friends that killed themselves. So they, they, maybe they just felt like, oh, they're uh, they ha- I can't believe they're having a party right after this happened. You know, that might be another case because it's green, right? The whole it looks all green. Yeah. And that might be like I guess yellow and blue make green. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yellow it, the whole movie's yellow and blue emerges maybe it's like good memories bad memories uh yellow memories are good because like a lot of a lot of the times when it's yellow first of all they're blonde so like that yellow really sticks out and and it's sort of like angelic you know like when they're taking a picture right before homecoming it's sort of like more like yeah yeah and then when it's blue it's more dour and then when it was green that's sort of the the clashing of like i can't believe they're gone of like a happy memory because they like them, but they're sad because I don't know. Um, is that good film analysis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. What do you think? Uh, do you think uh, you notice any sort of stylistic directorial thing here? No. No. Yeah, kind of feels like there was no style in this. We're just sort of like the cameras just there and it's sort of just recording everything you know yeah 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 and i i think lost in translation is more stylistic so we'll see that eventually do you have any um finishing thoughts was there something significant with the tree or was it just the fact that the that one girl liked the tree probably it represented their family not mm. <laughs> Maybe it represented the life that they had, and then it was getting cut off, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I just came up with that right now. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I guess like an end of their innocence or their childhood, their adolescence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did this movie make you depressed? I know some movies go make you go down a spiral. <laughs> No, I wouldn't say I'm even depressed. No, they make you think about your wasted um, adolescence. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did make me miss yeah. being a teenager. Yeah, yeah, it's like wow, look how. I guess we're not supposed to think carefree, right? But look, <laughs> <laughs> look how much. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of like a lot of that stuff. A lot of the sort of like thinking about school dances and stuff. Yeah, that's uh, not that I ever like a lot of I was sort of always like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was always very anti high school and very like you guys it's because I would watch a lot of movies <laughs> and, and, and that were like about like coming of age I guess and everyone was like oh this man this is so important I'm like guys like five years after this you're not even gonna be thinking about any of this and I'd be like you guys are all gonna break up <laughs> with your with your high school boyfriends high school girlfriends 
you know, break up with your friends. You're not going to see each other ever again. And and they would always get mad. So you were very cynical from an early age. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what? You were wrong. I was right. You were so wrong. Because I, I remember there was this one kid who was like, I'm thinking about marrying this girl. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, you're fucking 16. You're not going to marry. I mean, that's usually doesn't happen. You don't marry your high school sweetheart. And then someone got mad at me. Like, well, uh, you don't know that. You're not one <laughs> to say that. And of course, like a few months later, they broke up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, however, am in the complete opposite of the spectrum of you. Where, like, it's not that they are going to last. But I do think these moments are very are important. important. Yeah. I, I think I'm in that now i am like it's it's way too late for that <laughs> but now i'm like yeah have fun that young like, love yeah, 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 is yeah, yeah. is like something you're never gonna capture again yeah go have fun it's with it now like, while you none can of you guys have real responsibility yeah it's you guys are just you guys just spend time with each other you know talk about nonsense like while i was watching this movie i was really rooting for trip because i thought he really did love this girl and i was like because they captured so many sweet moments with them together where it really reminded <laughs> me of young love and being well, that age and like talking to a girl and like maybe it's a commentary on that of like it's so surface level it doesn't really mean anything maybe he's also a douche like that's a like um there's not a lot of stereotypes about high school life right there's not like the mean girl there's not like the popular girl or whatever like kirsten dunce is apparently like the prettiest girl in school and she's very um shy and very like um, reserved reserved yeah. yeah um but that's like the the one stereotype in it is that there's this jock he's the prettiest boy in school he has sex with all the girls the girls do their homework uh, and yeah i mean he's just a, an overall douchebag yeah uh by the way those people i know it's like a, a a thing to be like oh those bullies are gonna work for the nerds i guess like i guess that's an 80s thing guess what those bullies are working at goldman sachs bitches <laughs> so that's obviously not the truth uh like attractive people who know how to manipulate the people around them they're, they're, gonna, go, they're gonna go far in their life man not not the shy nerdy guy <laughs> who um has problems um i don't know reading people yeah dude when it comes to finding a job networking is the most important skill yeah yeah and being rich of course i mean <laughs> it definitely helps yeah <laughs> Uh, anyways, high school life. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I knew that I was gonna delve into it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say this is totally representative of like the high school life I had. I guess. Um, but I would. I wouldn't say. I don't know. Have you ever met? I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> I, do you remember being fourteen? Like, did you? Cause like, uh, uh, I was gonna say Kate Winslet. Kirsten Dunst writes this poetry, right? And, and she writes in her diary, and it's very um, articulate. I don't know. That seems kind of that 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 part. I was like, does a fourteen-year-old really write like this? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I didn't. I certainly didn't. I certainly didn't as well. I'm sure there's some. Maybe. Anyways, so. Uh, what would you give this out of five? Out uh, of five? Yeah. Probably a four. An eight out of ten, huh? 
Maybe a four and a half. Somewhere around there. Between eight and nine. Like sort of between a B and an A. Yeah. A B plus. What didn't yeah. you like about this? Um, <laughs> Man, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> I used to ask that all the time. Apparently. <laughs> uh, there was nothing I, I don't think that I didn't like. There was just times where I didn't feel wowed. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not a perfect ten. Like what? Like just just go on already, or or what? Or what? Like just go on, like just just go on with the story already. A little bit. <laughs> there were some times where I was like, I wanted I wanted to get to where the story was going. Yeah. Mostly early on though, when I thought that it was gonna be each girl kills themselves. Yeah, like just get to the next girl. I, I kind of wanted to see like that. Yeah, like how how does this lead on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, and. But that was eventually, like, you know, like, completely forgotten, as I said. Like, I forgot I was expecting them to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just a normal coming-of-age story. Yeah, with a very twisted ending. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it about the same score you'd give it as well. Um, I think I really like coming-of-age stories. I usually rate them pretty high when I watch them. (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe it's because you're trying to relive your childhood. That's sad. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I'd say out of the movies we're talking about, this might be my least favorite. All right. What else are we watching? Lost we're watching Lost in Translation and On the Rocks. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Bling Ring, the Bling Ring. Nope. That's had a, that got trashed critically back when it came out in 2013. Uh, and now it's sort of had a, another, uh, look from people. People are like, ugh, I love it. It's so campy and blah, blah, blah. It's about people stealing from it's celebrities? About, yeah, 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 with Emma, Emma Watson. Um, yeah. And I saw people talking about it on Twitter just today. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they, I mean, they're like, they're like, oh, God, I love it when, I love Emma Watson's performance. I love it when she says this really weird line in a really weird way. And I, I watched that a few months ago, um, expecting at the very least to like it. And it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I right. mean, it's genuinely like really bad. Um, Is it so bad it's fun though? No. Is that why people are liking it? It's just no. I mean, like, I guess I don't know. I think people are weird, and I think <laughs> it's, just, right. it's just a bad movie. It's really boring. I mean, like, I really I struggle finishing it because it's like they rob a house, they talk about some bullshit, they rob a house again, talk about more bullshit. Rob a house again, and then they get caught. And that's the end. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> On the Rocks is much better. Uh, and it was much better received. That's why we're doing it. Over the bling ring. Um, yeah, I think Lost in Translation, I will give you this warning about Lost in Translation. It is very slow. It's a pretty slow movie. I want to say I have tried watching it before, <laughs> and I lost interest. It's, yeah, and not it doesn't have a plot. It's not something that happens. Like, not a lot happens. It's sort of just Bill Murray being sad and Scarlett Johansson being sad in Tokyo. And then they meet up and then they have some fun. And then, um, yeah, I, I just spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I still really like it. Uh, I think it's a very beautiful looking movie. I recommend watching it on a television screen rather than on your um desktop monitor that is how i watch this one. Oh yeah yep 
Uh, yeah, I'd recommend watching. I mean, unless you have like a really shitty, shitty, shitty TV, then it's like, <laughs> well, it's not worth it. I have a good TV. Okay. <laughs> you have the the color setting to movie. Yeah. Good. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. I don't even know where it's where if it's streaming or anything. Is it streaming? Not that I know of. Let me see real quick. On stars. So. Uh, <laughs> not where I can watch at least. <laughs> no, no, no. I watched it back a few months ago when it was on Prime. All these movies are, are movies that I watch uh, this year. So it's not like I'm a Sofia Coppola expert or anything. Uh, yeah, that's the show. Tune in next week for the Lost in Translation. Good night. I love you guys. <laughs>